Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes. And I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. This is the Engaging Missions Show, episode 230. Today we're talking with David Warner about an unusual topic, Christians in the military. I would just ask the question, you know, do you trust the Lord or don't you? And if you trust Him, then you'll rest easy in Him. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Show, where we are bringing missions home. Here's your host, Brian Ensminger. Thanks for stopping by and welcome to the show. Our goal is to equip, challenge, and inspire you. This show is made possible by generous support from people like you. Visit engagingmissions.com slash patron to learn more about how you can be involved. This week, we're going to be talking about how a small meeting led to discipleship and spiritual leadership, about making resources available for the military, retirement, and also some of the twists and turns in our guests' life. It's really a great conversation. I'd like to say hello to Chris, Corey, Nancy, Joseph, and Christina, who all recently liked the Engaging Missions Facebook page. Visit facebook.com slash engagingmissions if you'd like to connect there as well. And I'd also like to mention that if you would like to have the show notes delivered right to your inbox, visit engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. That way you don't miss those links or the things that come to you. Also, after our conversation, I will have for you a simple way that you can provide resources and encouragement to people, and it's not going to cost you a thing. But before we get to that, I'm going to have for you a really fun conversation with a retired general. All right. Today, I am so incredibly happy to have with me retired Brigadier General David Warner. He was with the U.S. Air Force, and now he and his wife, Lori, are the executive director couple for Officers Christian Fellowship. So, David, welcome to the show. Brian, thank you so much for having me. Oh, this is this is absolutely my pleasure. I just can't tell you how excited I am to have this conversation you know, before your assistant reached out to me, I'd never even heard of Officers Christian Fellowship. I didn't even know it was a thing. So I'm really happy to have you on the on the line to just talk about this. And I was thinking, you know, as we get started, we're going to want to spend some time focusing on you. But a few of the people who are listening might not be, they might be in the same boat I was. They don't even know what OCF is. So can you share with us a little bit about what Officers Christian Fellowship is and what, what you do? I would love to. Thank you. First of all, we've been around in the United States for 75 years. And so we're going to celebrate that as we head into the latter part of this year. And but we actually got our roots. In fact, they go all the way back to 1851. And it was in a really horrible part of the world called the Khyber Pass. And there was a young army captain named John Cotter, British, who was stationed there. And he had a chance to come back on furlough. And so when he did, after being in a very difficult, trying environment, he gathered around him his comrades in arms. And when he did that, he gave them a very simple but powerful request. And that mm. was pray for me. Yeah. And so from that humble beginning, God 
use that gathering to spread and to continue gathering, you know, men and women serving at that time on their knees to pray for each other. And then in World War II, we had a army colonel, Hayes Croner, who happened to be stationed in England, got a chance to participate with what was called then the Officers Christian Union. And he was just so impressed and and blessed by that, that when he was assigned back in Washington, D.C., that's what he did. He gathered around him men and women, most of them serving in the military, and the same thing. So let's let's pray for each other. Let's pray for our nation. Mm. And so that's how we, we got our start. And so for the past 75 years, that's what we have been about. We have been about gathering men and women together who are serving in the military to pray for each other and to look for opportunities through their service to reach out to others. And so our vision is, which we've just recently changed, is, you know, to see the military community positively impacted through Christ-like leaders. And the way we do that, our mission statement is to engage those military leaders in biblical fellowship and growth to equip them for Christ-like service at the intersection of their faith, their family, and their profession. And so that's what we have been about. That is, again, kind of our, our birthright. And we believe that's why God, you know, breathed life into this thing now called Officers Christian Fellowship. Wow, that, that is incredibly powerful. And I can, I can imagine that there's a lot of need for that. As you were sharing about this, you know, the thought just crossed my mind. Is this a United States only organization or is this a multinational organization? Yeah, we do have one of the executive directors prior to my time did have a heart for the international outreach. And so he mm. did establish another ministry that is devoted to that. But as you can appreciate, anyone involved in ministry, you, you kind of, you know, there's a lot to do out there. And yeah. Certainly, you know, the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few. And so we have, in fact, you know, I identified our mission field as the U.S. military. Now, I would tell you, as we pour into those serving in the U.S. military service, that they do, in fact, go out. We had that opportunity, too, as I served, to be stationed overseas and through that to have some great opportunities for outreach to those outside the United States and certainly outside the United States military. But I'd say our focus is, you know, the U.S. military. Yeah, sure. And that, that makes perfect sense. It was just one of those things that kind of crossed my mind. Now, we, sure. we know a little bit about OCF, but we don't necessarily know a whole lot about you. So I'd like to spend a little bit of time getting to know you. And one of the things I've been wondering is you, you mentioned before we were before we were kind of going back and forth, and you, you mentioned that you you went to the military, and at the time you'd been raised in a home with Christian values, but you don't really consider that you were a Christian at the time. Can you share a little bit about, about why you didn't consider yourself a Christian at the time? Yeah, thank you for that, Brian. Yeah, mom and dad were amazing parents, and I have three wonderful sisters, and so we did have a very loving home. And you know, and again, my dad was uh, did serve in the military for 28 years. Mm. And so we bebop all over the place. So we became very <laughs> tight as a family. But within our family, in our home, we did not pray. I don't think if, if you'd given me, you know, a two, two week head start, I could have found a Bible in our home. And going to church was just not something we did, maybe, you know, on, on Christmas periodically, but not even that regularly. And so, again, I would say certainly Christian values were practiced, but again, I, I would not say that we practiced Christianity, if you will. Now, when I yeah. came on active duty in 1980, if you'd asked me if I was a Christian, I would have said yes. 
If you had pursued that with me, you'd have found out pretty quickly I was clueless. Oh, wow. Uh, the, the Lord blessed me in 1981 with an amazing bride, Lori, who, who was a Christian. And I would tell you, very patient uh, with me. And we had two daughters in 1984 and in 1986, and then found ourselves moving to Maxwell Air Force Base in 1987. And as we got there, one thing the Lord had put on my heart, you know, with a, a three-year-old and a two-year-old was to get them in church. And so some might ask, well, you weren't a Christian, you know, how'd you, how'd you hear from the Lord? And I'd say, <laughs> yeah. you know, the Lord speaks to everybody. We just choose not to listen. And so I listened that time. And so we got into a church and it was a very big church and it was, you know, a church filled with godly people, but it was also, you know, in Alabama, a church that I would tell you, you could come in on Sunday, sit down in the pew, listen, get up and leave the church and go live your life the way you lived it before you sat down. And that's what I was doing. And then stationed at Maxwell Air Force Base at Squadron Officer School as an instructor, along came a couple of folks that started this thing called Officers Christian Fellowship. Okay. And, you know, Lori and I, I couldn't spell OCF, but <laughs> one thing one thing I knew was the guy hosting it, his wife made some amazing brownies. And so, so we went. And so through that, I got a chance to see through these lay leaders, just these men and women like me who had wore the uniform like I did, just what it was to engage in fellowship and what it was to, you know, get into scripture, to unpack it and to see how it applied to every, you know, aspect of our life and what it was to pray for each other and lift each other up and then to see each other in the hallways you know, day in and day out, and just to continue to be encouraged by each other. Yeah, that's, that's what Christ used to get hold of me. And I remember one day I was jogging with one of the guys around Maxwell Air Force Base, and he looked over at me and he said, you know, as we're jogging, he said, so Dave, tell me about your walk with Christ. And Brian, you know, three thoughts hit my mind. The first one was, <laughs> you know, I, I, had, I don't have any idea what he's asking me. What, what does that mean to walk with Christ? Okay. Secondly, I thought, you know, oh my gosh, he's one of them. <laughs> and then lastly, the thought that hit me was run faster. And, <laughs> but God was pretty fleet of foot. And mm. so the Holy Spirit caught my heart. And so that began my walk with Christ. And from then on, through Officers Christian Fellowship, every time Lori and I had a chance to, to go to a new assignment, which we did, you know, for another eight different times throughout uh, the remainder of our, our 30 year career, we were never strangers. And even though the military would reach out to us and, and bring us into the community and show us, you know, what it was to, to live in that location and to do that particular job, mm-hmm. it was really Officers Christian Fellowship that just continued to keep us in the family of, of God and to, again, show us what the body of Christ through the body of OCF looked like. And, and that's what carried us all the way through to our retirement. Wow, that that is incredibly powerful. I I love the story, and I love how I can see God's hand in your life from the time when you were a young child and you were raised to at least respect the church and respect God, and then that transformational conversation. When I think about that conversation with that guy and you were running, did that lead to what you would look at as maybe a moment of transformation or a transformational journey? How, How did that work itself out? Yeah, good question, Brian. I would say it certainly got me thinking. And then, in fact, later, about a couple months later, my boss at the time, 
In fact, his last name was Lord, so I did work for the Lord. <laughs> That's awesome. And so Colonel Lord, interestingly enough, also took me jogging. Okay. And so while he and I were jogging around the base, he asked me what I wanted from the rest of my career. Hmm. And and so being a fairly new Christian, the first thing I knew to do was pray. You know, dear Lord, let me you know say something smart back to my boss. <laughs> And what, what the Lord, the Lord, <laughs> put on my heart to say to Colonel Lord was, you know, again, three things that, you know, I didn't know how long I was going to be in uniform and how long, as I put it, that race for Christ in uniform was going to last. Mm. But what I told him, I said, at the end of this, I want to see three things happen. I, I said, first of all, you know, when I finish the race, I want to make sure I've got my integrity, you know, intact. I want to make sure I've got my family by my side. And I want to know that I ran the race with excellence. Mm. And when I retired in 2010 and I had a chance to reflect on my career, it was kind of like looking at the footprints, if you mm. remember that poem. Yeah. And, and seeing how God carried me and my family and my wife and our marriage, you know, through that time, through some difficult times, but certainly delivered on that promise. And he used, and the Lord used OCF you know, through that entire time. And so I would say that conversation with Al Henry was his name, you know, got me thinking and, and got me on my knees and got me into the word and got me into prayer. And then I saw all of that unfold over time. And again, just saw how he continued, the Lord continued to bring Christians in my life that I could look up to, that I could emulate, that encouraged me kicked me in the tail when they needed to, <laughs> and how he used Officers Christian Fellowship. We have a conference center in Pennsylvania called White Sulphur Springs, okay. and we happened to be stationed in Pennsylvania during my career. And so we went there when my girls were in sixth and seventh grade. And for the next eight years, that's where they were every summer, going through the programs or working on the staff. And it was through that conference center where God made my daughters, Brittany and Ashley, where he made Christ their own wow, and brought them to faith. And so, so again, I would say, you know, God used Al Henry to get my heart through this <laughs> OCF study and then just continue just to grab it as we continue to serve and continue to be blessed by this amazing ministry. Wow. That, that just is an incredible story of, of God's faithfulness throughout your life. I'm, I'm just listening, and I'm so excited to hear about the incredible ways that he's worked to, to do that, to bring you with your family by your side, with your integrity intact, all of that stuff. That's incredibly powerful. And I'm thinking, you know, as, as you went, look through your journey with the military and then moving on to a position with OCF as an officer, as a person, you've certainly seen God's faithfulness. You've also probably seen your share of challenges. And I'm wondering, can you think of a time when God really showed you his faithfulness and his goodness in a particular season? Yeah, thanks, Brian. I I would say, you know, again, as a member of the military and as an officer, you know, one of the blessings we get is is and privileges is to command. Mm. And so I, I had that opportunity twice. And when I was in command as a colonel, I had two commanders working under me. I was a group commander, they, as they call it in the Air Force, mm. and then had two squadron commanders reporting to me. And one of the squadron commanders you know, was not the leader that I thought that squadron, that unit needed. And so I went through some difficult times 
trying to determine, you know, and certainly as a Christian, because he was also a Christian, by the way, hmm. you know, where God was leading here. And and what the Lord did during that time was he brought alongside me a, a more senior colonel who had had the next level of command, wing command at one time. And he and I, in fact, were co-leading a, a, the, the Bible study there on that on that installation. And so he came alongside me and mentored me and kind of walked me through that. Mm-hmm. And it ended up, I, I relieved that commander, not for any cause, but just the fact that he was not able to, to build a team amongst all of the members of the squadron, mm-hmm. nor was he able to, to see his role as a leader amongst all the other leaders there on the base. There were some times where, you know, he could have engaged in, and made a difference and chose not to. And, and again, he could not build a team, uh, certainly amongst his enlisted force. Wow. And so for those reasons, I relieved him. But it was that that brother in Christ, who's also my brother in arms, who could come alongside me and, and help me again, see where God's hand was. And so that was that was a difficult time because, I mean, obviously you're, you're impacting not only an individual's life, but the lives of all those folks involved in that squadron and even across the base. And so. So I, I've definitely felt God's hand there guiding and leading and holding me tight. Yeah, I, I would imagine those kinds of decisions can be a really difficult decision, especially when you're, like you're talking about, you're, the person that you're working with or trying to work through is also a believer and is, is trusting God in the same way, and you've got to deliver some of that hard news to them. I would imagine that's really difficult, and I, I appreciate the, the challenge and also that God was provided that that mentor for you to help you walk through that. That's, that's really incredible. I'd like to shift our focus a little bit. We've, we've gotten to know you a little bit, and we've talked a lot about your career with the military, which is good. But now you've transitioned several years ago to the, to the executive director with OCF. And I'm wondering, how did God reveal that calling to you? Oh, thanks, Brian. Yeah, I was like, I got ready to retire as a, as a general officer, as a flag officer, you are not able to or allowed to put resumes out on the street and do those sort of things. Because mm. in, in my particular case, I had been in the communications computer business for my entire career. And so, as you can imagine, as you rise up in the ranks, you have a chance to influence a lot of things, certainly contracts. And, and I had been a, oh, yeah. the source selection, they call it, on many contracts. And so, so I was prohibited from floating my resume out there to many of the the folks that might have, you know, found my background attractive. Okay. And and so you have to wait until your chief of service, in this case the chief of staff of the Air Force, the four star, to announce your retirement before you're you're cleared in hot to do that. Okay. And so so that usually doesn't happen until about 120 days out. So you can imagine wow. after wearing the uniform for 30 years and only being being given a four month head start to find out what you're going to do the rest of your life, certainly part of it can be pretty unnerving. And yeah. so as we entered into that season, knowing we were going to retire and I submitted my papers, it was going to be another eight months before I was announced. Well, during that time, God God did a couple of things. One, my wife's a teacher, her her mom and her grandmother were teachers, our daughter and son-in-laws were teachers. And so I'm thinking, well, maybe education is what I'm called yeah. to do. And so I actually threw, I could do that because it didn't involve information technology. So I threw my name out there for 
this one opportunity and and God didn't bless that. He he shut the door on that fairly quickly. And and to be honest, my my pride was a little bruised. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I, I received this notification from Officers Christian Fellowship saying that the current executive director at the time, Lieutenant General Retired Bruce Fister, was in fact going to resign from the executive director position of OCF. Mm-hmm. And so I was invited to put, you know, do an application. Wow. So we actually were on a cruise and I, I pushed away from the buffet and at the urging of my wife, you know, said, <laughs> you know, you need to fill out this application. And so, so I did. And so as, again, as I filled out the application, that's what the Lord used to, again, take me on that journey I referred to earlier, yeah. that I could look back and see how God had used OCF to bring me to that point, how he had used OCF to keep my family intact and to, again, ensure that, you know, I ran that race with excellence. And so after I filled out the application and Lori filled out, you know, her portion as well, it was almost like dot, 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 you know, this is, this is what we're supposed to do. And and what was also pretty cool is as the Lord spoke to me, he spoke to, to Lori as well. And so we went through the interview process and, and we were driving home after that. And Lori was a teacher and had been teaching on and off, but collectively for about 20, you know, plus 20 years. And so as we're driving home, she looked over at me and she said, I believe, you know, God's speaking to me and that if you get this position, I'm to resign from teaching, retire from teaching and join you full time. And so, so we both (laughs) just felt God's calling to continue serving out our calling and now to do it through Officers Christian Fellowship. That, that's really cool. And I, I'm wondering, now that you're in this position, you've been here for a few years, have you have you, or how have you seen it change how you live out the Great Commission to go and make disciples? Oh, great question. Well, first, you know, when you're serving in uniform, and again, one of the, the beautiful things about what God has done in, in raising up Officers Christian Fellowship is that we do it through that indigenous nature of who we are, because the men and women serving in in the military who are followers of Christ, man, they get a chance to be out there and be side by side, you know, with men and women who so desperately need to know him. And God just provides some great opportunities to, again, speak truth into lives that are broken, lives Mm -hmm. that are shattered, lives that are, you know, struggling. And so they're there side by side with them. So, you know, I saw that as I took off the uniform, you know, I lost some impact because I'm no longer out there. So now I get the opportunity to, you know, like many retirees and folks that have served and no longer serving to, you know, as I finish my race, now I get to turn around and, and see those who are serving their race. In fact, today, just before I got on the phone with you, I was talking to a lieutenant colonel who's a squadron commander over in Turkey. Mm-hmm. And so there he is without his family, again, having an opportunity to have an impact as a, a leader, as a commander. And so for me to be able to, you know, to talk to him and to encourage him to perhaps offer some advice now and then, you know, is just a great blessing. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what I try to, you know, establish throughout you know, wherever we have staff is just to encourage them, to equip them, to make sure they have, certainly as the executive director, they have the resources that they need to have the impact where they are. We have staff at all of the service academies to include Coast Guard. Hmm. We have staff at some key education centers where our military leaders come through sometimes many times throughout their career. And we have folks at some key installations. And then we have the two conference centers, White Sulphur Springs and Spring Canyon, that also allow us to, again, bring people in, bring them in when they're tired and, and lost 
and again, just build them back up, show them what God's purpose, what he's doing in their lives, and then send them out to go have that impact. And so now in, in this position, that's 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 the beauty of, of what we get to do here at Officers Christian Fellowship is to create that framework in which, you know, we can have an incredible impact by touching the lives of those men and women who continue to serve today. That That's that's great. And you mentioned the conference center and some some resources that you're able to make available. I'm wondering, are you able to share with us a little bit about some of the resources that you do make available? Sure. You know, we'll probably mention this again, but at our website, ocfusa.org, we have a lot of materials there. We have Bible studies. We have our command magazine online, and you can also get it in the printed form. And and so through those Bible studies and through Command Magazine, we try to share with people just a vision of what it looks like to serve Christ while you're wearing the uniform. Mm. And so we love to to bring to life scripture in a way that, you know, we show them how applicable it is today. And so whether it's Old Testament or New Testament, again, there's some phenomenal lessons in there on leadership, on compassion, on on family on how you integrate your faith into your profession. And so that's that's one way we do that. The other way is we offer programs at both of our conference centers, both in the winter and the summer, and then the conference centers are available to church groups or other folks that want to take advantage of, again, these two mm-hmm. beautiful locations in Pennsylvania and in Colorado. And so when our military and their families come to the conference centers, to me, it's like, you know, what I would call a spiritual depot, a depot being a place where you'll bring something that needs to be repurposed, that needs to be, you know, checked out and and made new again, made whole again. Hmm. And to me, that's what our men and women who are serving, you know, need. And and God works in in time. He works in space in a powerful way. And so, so those are probably some of our best resources, both the Bible studies We also allow people to identify, you know, where there are fellowships in their area. In other words, where do we have OCF members? Hmm. So they are, again, never strangers. And so if they're going from one base to the next, they can get online, see who's at the next base, make contact with them, and and we'll do it the other way as well. We'll identify, hey, this person is moving into your location, you know, reach out to them. And so by doing that, again, we make sure that folks are never strangers, they're never alone. Hmm. And again, that, you know, when they land someplace, there's certainly some some open arms ready to embrace them. Wow, that that's that's great. And, you know, as you were talking about that, something popped up that I just hadn't considered it before. And I'm wondering, you know, if there's somebody who's listening to this right now, whenever now is when they're listening at some point in the future and they know somebody in the military who maybe is struggling to find community or, or who is struggling with family or marriage problems or something like that, or just wants to connect with a spiritual person, you know, to, to connect with Christ in that way, how would you recommend that they sort of push or help them in that direction, you know, point them in that, in the, in the way they could go? Well, certainly through our website, they can find us. We also, you know, have our phone numbers here in the home office and Mm. we have folks that are are dedicated to connecting people. We call it the link up system. Really? And we do. And so if somebody calls us and said, hey, you know, I have a son, I have a brother, a friend who is in this location, they're deployed, they're hurting, they need someone to reach out to them, then we can make that connection. Or if they're on active duty, uh, guard or reserve, we serve all. 
or even a retiree and they say, hey, I, I want someone to come alongside me, then, then we will, again, find the best way to do that. And so the outreach aspect of, again, who we are and what we do is, again, just a powerful way to ensure the folks, uh, you know, know that there is a, a representative of the body of Christ in, in the military. Oh, I, I love that. You, know, you I, I would assume that you travel a little bit going from conference centers and that you have a fairly heavy workload, a lot of things that you do. What is it that keeps you going? What is it that keeps filling up your tank? Well, I'll, I'll give you a recent experience. One of the projects we've just unveiled and under our strategic line of effort, we just launched our strategic framework in June of 2017. So it's not quite a year old yet. But within there, one of the lines of effort, major thrust is called Growing Christian Military Leaders. Mm. And within the Growing Christian Military Leaders, we launched this new project called the Integrated Faith Project. And it's all about, you know, how do you integrate your life with Christ, your relationship with Christ personally, and then how do you then take it out into the into your family, into the community, and then mm. into the profession? Oh wow! And so those are the the four main domains: you personally, family, community, and then profession. And so we launched this at the end of January at White Sulphur Springs. So we brought in you know seventy plus folks to come in and kind of help us kick the tires and make sure we had it right. And we did presentations and and five different sessions and introductory sessions and then one for each domain. And then at the end of this, we do what we do in the military. We did a hot wash. And so <laughs> we were gathered in a room and we were having lunch. And and suddenly this 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 woman came and she had been there for the weekend. And, and I had seen her but had not had an opportunity to meet her and had not met her before. And I, I knew most of the folks there. And so so actually, and she came in, we think, oh, she's interrupting us. But she said that God had put on her heart to come and share with us what this weekend had meant to her. Oh, wow. And she and her husband are stationed at a school nearby White Sulphur Springs, but had never been part of Officers Christian Fellowship, even though her husband was an officer. And they had never been to White Sulphur Springs. And so they just happened to pick that weekend. They did not know that we were unveiling this new project. <laughs> and so it just happened but God knew what he was doing, but it mm -hmm. just happened. They were there. And so what she shared with us was that before they moved to this, this school that the military sent them to, that her husband had been stationed at a place where when he got there, his boss saw a Bible on his desk, came in and said, you know, I don't want you to bring, you know, your faith, your religion into this workplace. Mm. And during the course of the assignment, he had an allegation made against him. And when that happens, you usually go through an you know, investigative period. And so for eight months, this investigation went on. He was eventually exonerated, this mm -hmm. officer was. But his boss went on to say that, you know, you will never come back to this location. And that's that's kind of where his specialty was and where he needed to come to continue his career. Oh. And so he thinks his career is over. And so he goes off to the schoolhouse and then they came, you know, to us that weekend. And she, you know, with tears in her eyes, said that I need to let you know the rest of the story. And the fact is her husband made colonel and was, in fact, going back to that location. And oh, by the way, was going back to replace that colonel. Wow. That had given him such a hard time. And so, so God is good. And so when you see how people live out their faith and you see how we're able to come alongside and encourage them, equip them and engage in them and with them as they do that, that, that keeps your engine going. 
Yeah, I, I would imagine so. I, I was going to ask also if you could share any of the stories of lives or uh, families transformed, but you just did that. It's like you're reading my notes and coming ahead. So I'm, I'm loving this. It's, it's great. You know, it's so much fun to talk about the things that God's doing and the things that you've seen God done. And I think that sometimes we don't get an opportunity to do that as, as much as we should. I'm, I'm also wondering, as we think about the people that are listening, you know, some, some of them are facing challenges right now. Maybe they don't know what to do next. Maybe they're starting to wonder if what they're doing even really matters. What would you share with somebody if they came to you and said, hey, I'm not sure that I know, know next what I need to do, and I'm not even sure if what I'm doing does matter? Well, first of all, I would just tell them, you know, I would just ask them a question, you know, do you trust the Lord or don't you? Mm. And if you trust him, then you'll rest easy in him. And that's easier said than done. I get that. (laughs) But for most of us, you know, when you're going through hard times and if you cling to him, you know, one, he'll get you through them and then he'll show you maybe not quickly enough, but he'll show you, you know, how going through that hard time has not only helped you but then helps you turn around and and reach out to others. You know, we've had folks, one of our council members, you know, serving with with cancer, with brain cancer, and God continues to use him in a powerful way to reach out to others who are hurting. We've had, you know, folks that have been injured, you know, through war and how, and one of them, in fact, you know, a wounded warrior is now a company commander down at Fort Carson, having an opportunity to, again, pay back to those who are also hurting, but but he's been there, mm. gone through what they've gone through. And and so that is just, again, I would tell anybody, just, you know, try to see through God's eyes what, what he is doing or where he's at work. And nothing goes to waste in his economy, nothing. And, you know, and if you, so if you trust him mm. and you want to serve him, he will certainly work through any circumstances you have. And again, allow you to to see how what you've gone through, you know, will benefit others. And and certainly, you know, a lot of choices we make and a lot of paths we take are difficult. But I'll tell you, nothing is more difficult or as difficult as, you know, serving in our military. What it does, you know, to the individual, what it does to the family, what it does to the children, the, the marriage. And as people cling to him and learn from him and through him then my goodness, I mean, there's no better ambassador for Christ than those men and women. Man, I'm just, I'm loving this, that what you're sharing is pure gold. You know, just do you trust him? That's, it's so foundational, but it can be so easy to forget when there's a problem staring us in the face and we have to go, oh yeah, just like David who strengthened himself in the wilderness, I have to strengthen myself in the Lord and remind myself. And I'm talking to me too. I'm not talking to somebody else. This is me talking to me. I got to remind myself that I can trust him, that he has seen me through other stuff and that he is faithful. And I appreciate you sharing that. Now, as, as we start to bring this to a close, we're definitely going to link up the OCF website. I'm wondering, are there any other resources or books that you'd recommend for our listeners? We have a couple from Officers Christian Fellowship. One, it's called 100-Day Bible Study. And for those that don't know how to get started in any kind of a fellowship, that's a pretty easy one to kind of pick up and, and start walking through. For many, you know, I would tell them, just get started. You know, if you want to get into fellowship with others and whatever that looks like, having a cup of coffee, getting in somebody's home, meeting in somebody's office, Mm -hmm. just do it. 
And but sometimes people, you know, well, I'm not a Bible scholar and you know, <laughs> neither am I. <laughs> so I'm a calm guy. But I would say, you know, that is one resource that helps. Another one that sometimes people struggle with is, you know, can I serve, you know, as a Christian in the military? And so we do have a publication that was done by, you know, a retired three-star, hmm. one of our first council presidents. And it's, you know, may a Christian serve in the military? And so it answers that question. And then I would say the other key resource are just some of the Bible studies we have. And again, we're, we're about ready to launch the Integrated Faith Project that takes you through Again, it can be done in probably about five to six weeks or even longer, you know, just to walk through those questions about how do I integrate my faith personally, you know, in the profession, in my family and throughout the community. And then I would love to have people come to our conference centers, White Sulphur Springs or Spring Canyon. You can go out to their websites as well Mm. and see the programs we offer and come and just take advantage of, of having a full week in these beautiful locations, hearing from the Lord separating from the grid and just having a fresh encounter with Christ. So that is, you know, some things I would offer. And then, you know, if you need to reach out to me and have a personal conversation where I can help you, maybe some things I've learned or what God's done in my life, I would certainly, you know, be open and, and privileged to do that. Oh, that that's great. And, you know, I just feel like I'm supposed to do this. This might be the first time I've ever done this. Is there anything that you were hoping we would cover that we haven't touched on yet. If people don't know anything about Offshore Christian Fellowship, I think they'll be blessed to, you know, again, find out about us. And I would love, again, to engage, you know, with people who are serving Hmm. and to show them, again, the impact they can have. And if folks are on the outside and, and, you know, they're concerned about, you know, the impact of having Christians serve in the military and and what that looks like and want to encourage and help us do that, then please, you know, we always look for, you know, folks to come alongside us and pray for us and support us in lots of ways and, and then point us to folks that need to know about us. Mm, good stuff. One last question for you. How can we best pray for you? Thanks, Brian. I, I would say just for always, just for his strength and his wisdom, as you know, and I know you have a full-time job, but yet you choose to do this ministry. So I, I just, you know, give you all the, the props <laughs> for that, but because you do it out of love. And so I would say, you know, just pray that, you know, I continue to learn not to try to do something like this under my own strength, mm. but do it under his, that, you know, I I, I do this position and everything that, that he gives me, you know, with open hands and open heart. And so that I'm open to, you know, again, where he is leading and guiding, not where I want him to lead me and guide me. And so I'd say that and just, you know, personally for the family, just, you know, for for my wife and my entire family, just, you know, shield us with his protection as he continues to do. Wow. Good, good stuff. For, For those of you that are listening, I would like to encourage you to take a minute pause this recording and pray for David. I know if you're like me, it's really easy to think, hey, I'll do that at bedtime or I'll do that tomorrow morning. And if you're like me, you're probably going to forget too. So I just encourage you to go ahead and do that right now. We'll be here when you get done praying, but it's important that we do that. And so I'd like to encourage you to do that. David, I want to say thank you so much. I really appreciated our time together. I'm so glad we were able to connect. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Well, thank you, Brian. Again, appreciate your ministry. And it is all about people engaging Mm. and not thinking that someone else is going to do it and not thinking that, you know, you've got to be full time, you know, in missions or in a church. God has you where he wants you. And so I appreciate you, again, putting that word out there. Hey, engage, get involved. God will bless you and in immeasurable ways. And you'll be so glad that you, you got involved in somebody's life for Christ. 
I really appreciate David Warner taking the time to be with us, and I really enjoyed that conversation. I hope that you did as well and that you took the time to pray for him. Just pause the recording and pray for him because our prayers are powerful and they're one of the ways that we can partner with God as he's working in the world. I'd also like to talk to you about providing resources and encouragement. If you are connected to this show, if you're subscribed to the show, there's a really good chance that you already really enjoy and really purpose in your life to provide resources and encouragement for people, whether they're fellow laborers, people working to share the gospel, people working alongside you, people in your workplace who maybe don't even know God, who you want to share God's love with in whatever way you can. You probably already do this in a bunch of ways. You probably make phone calls. You probably send emails. Maybe you take time out to pray or to have coffee. Probably a whole bunch of stuff I've never considered. One other way that you can do that is to share this show. If you found it valuable, if you like it enough to subscribe to this show, there's a good chance that you know somebody else, probably two or three people who would really benefit from this show, who would really like it and who would really connect with our guests and the things that they're sharing. And if so, I'd like to ask you to just take a second to write down their names and think about what you like about the show that they might benefit from and then just write them an email and say, hey, I know about this show, The Engaging Missions Show. I really like it and this is why I like it. And I think you might like it too. Just visit engagingmissions.com slash subscribe and you can subscribe to the show. And I hope that it encourages you and it challenges you and it inspires you and it equips you in whatever God's doing in your life. So just take a minute to do that. Think about one or two or three people who might really benefit from the show, about what you like about the show, and then send them an email. Include the link engagingmissions.com slash subscribe so that they know where to go to subscribe, and then they can take it from there. I've got the ability for them to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, on Android, in Google Play Music, in Stitcher, in TuneIn, a whole bunch of different ways that people can subscribe. But the place to do that is engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. I'd really appreciate it if you'd take the time to do this. And I really think that if you know people that would benefit from this, that they would appreciate it too, and that they would really be thankful to have that opportunity. Show notes for this week's episode are available at engagingmissions.com slash David Warner. That's where you're going to find links to the resources we talked about. It's a great way to connect with our guest and to learn more about what's going on there. I, I think that you'll really benefit from that. Make sure that you come back next week. We're going to be talking with somebody who's living in the Western U.S. and is doing something really unique. I think you're going to appreciate what he's doing. I think it's going to be really powerful. It's uh, it's a place where people see darkness, but he sees light being birthed in the middle of that darkness, and it's a great story. I think you're going to really love this. If you you haven't already, visit engagingmissions.com slash subscribe so you can subscribe to the show and make sure that you don't miss that episode. I think you're going to really like it. I think it's going to be a great conversation. And if you have any suggestions for the show, any feedback or anything like that, send me an email, feedback at engagingmissions.com. I really look forward to connecting with you in a couple of weeks. I think you're really going to enjoy this next episode. 